is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, the host of the No Borders, No Race podcast show. Every other Tuesday, you can hear the hottest J-pop and alternative music around. Plus, I give my thoughts on many aspects of the pop culture world, all with a pure Bostonian perspective. That's No Borders, No Race, only on BostonBastardBrigade.com, where great music of many genres come together as one. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 452. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, the lifestyle, everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami! No, I'm kidding. And I'm Ichigogami. <laughs> Either that, you, you, you did some type of equivalent exchange and you got the short end of the breadbasket. Oh, I was thinking about naming this Shiba Inu after some type of bread, so maybe in the future. <laughs> Loaf-chan? I don't know. You could name it Ryoga because all he wanted was a loaf, a piece of bread. So that that's true, and he would never get it. Uh, yeah, poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Anywho, we are live tonight, week of June second, twenty twenty, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us every Tuesday here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And you'll also find us hosted by some amazing people out there. You can find us through uh, VOG Network, Twitch TV slash VOG Network. They do, a show, they do two shows on Sundays. Definitely check them out. And we're proud uh, affiliates of the Voice of Geeks Network. That's VOGNetwork.com. I uh, also want to give a shout out to Digital Air Entertainment and a few others who are hosting us tonight. We really appreciate that. You know, it makes me kind of smile. So, you know, that's what this looks like. You know, you know, try to keep us a steady face. Yeah, I am smiling. So, anywho, uh, you can also find us on Discord, uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. All of the shows that are part of the Voice of Geeks Network have a channel. So, come by, hang out. You know, the water's just fine. Uh, I think Junami changed, kind of skimmed the pool, so all's fair, all is good. So, yeah. So, anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Mm. Meh. I mean, not not for nothing. I, I totally get it. B- believe you me. Um, it's. I don't know if I've said last week, but, you know, this week, I mean, if last week, all I've been doing is just been eating, sleeping, watching TV, and just dealing. That's it. And, and we'll get into that in just a bit. So, yeah. Anywho, so let's go around the room with how was your week? How was your day? Ari, kick things off, please. Um, yeah, I hate to say it, but my my week wasn't really all that uh, thrilling or 
action-packed, mm. like it was mostly work stuff, and uh, you know, we're, we're still not you know fully prepared to uh, be back at work with the uh, pandemic and everything mm-hmm. going on, but that doesn't stop my uh, higher ups from uh, you know bringing us back. I'm just like, hey, the complaints will continue until conditions improve. Yeah. So, yeah, who needs beatings when you have what's going on outside? And I don't mean that, just saying, you know. Also, I learned that the tolls are going up in the middle of September. Well, they but it's got... not, not as ba- not as bad as the last time it happened, which was January of 2012. It still shouldn't be like thirty dollars to co- cross the friggin' um, Verrazano. Just saying. Yeah, that's that's, that's New York's actually... poor authority. You gotta I'm, take yeah, it up I'm just with. saying. Yeah, I'm just saying that's just like no. Nah. Uh, nonetheless, I'm just gonna get shit for it because, well. They think that a low-level toll collector is capable of just going like that and changing policy on on a whim. Mm. And as and with everything going on, I've just been feeling more emotionally drained and uh, worn down than usual. Like all day, I've been feeling like like a I couldn't read any kind of social media without yeah. feeling my heart my blood pressure spike and my heart rate go up. Exactly. I, I, trust me, I, I know. I know. And yeah, I'm just like, I just want to I just want to, you know, look at por- like, uh, porn artist accounts. Is that so Is that so much to ask? Well, you know, I guess given this, t- given things, yeah, it is hard, this is much to ask, but given, we're going to let it be, so. That and, you know, there's I worry about friends of mine getting hurt and all this. Well, well, we, we, yeah, we'll get into that a little, a little bit later. But I, tr- I, I understand. I, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, Mako Chan, how was your week? How was your day? While you do that, I'm gonna go grab me something to drink. Be right back. Um, weekend day, not bad. Uh, I did start back to work this week at a full forty. So that's interesting getting uh trying to get back into um everything that's going on um but other than that uh just reading and uh watching some tv and uh just straightening up some stuff uh i got a new uh little shelving thing for the kitchen that's good um so that's gonna be reorganized a bit but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it. That's nice. Not much going on. Mm. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? It was okay. Um, I've been kind of keeping my hand on the pulse of what's going on in our environment right now. And so just trying to be a good ally and support people who are lacking representation right now so um that's been a lot of my weekend and my last few days um it's you know it's one of those things where it's definitely like i'm at a low mentally and emotionally so it's been kind of hard because it's on top of everything else you know everything else going on um you know, so you just hope for the best, but unfortunately, with the way things have been going, it's kind of negative right now, but I'm hoping 
that with Pride Month coming up yeah. and everything, that the rainbows will bring a little bit of happiness and everything like that. So I have a few rainbow projects planned for myself um, to maybe bring about, about ooh, English, number one, um, some positive uh, reinforcement for people who need it. So... Uh, it's been a lot of that and then also hosting sewing gatherings and stuff like that to um, enable other people to have a more stable mental health as well. So definitely our listeners out there care a lot about you. Please take care of yourselves, stay hydrated, and be safe if you decide to go out and uh, exercise any particular rights that you would like to exercise. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So, my weekend day has just been me sitting like a bump on a log, dealing with what's been going on here, which I will get into during Geek Roundtable. Uh, but I can say I did finish all of NYPD Blue, and I probably will talk about that on my personal Facebook, because I just found it, how it ended and how things with the main character went. Now I'm just like, not really at a loss of what I want to watch next. I have a list of shows I do want to catch up to, but I'm just not really feeling wanting to lay there and, you know, just watch another show. But I have been following stuff on YouTube. Like, I've been catching up with uh, Jay's Two Cents, Bitwit, Linus Tech Tips, because y'all know I'm just a computer nerd. And I'm sitting here watching this stuff on my Xbox and actually enjoying and realizing the fact that... Um, YouTube Premium is so, is kind of worth its weight in gold when you're watching YouTube on a big screen and you're not and you don't and you're not doing it through a computer. But um, I think that's going to expire soon. I haven't decided if I'm going to continue with YouTube Premium just you know just for the ad sake. But we'll just depends on how I feel. You know, um, I actually started ordering more parts to to pimp out my rig here. Um, and for all of y'all who know, um. I have my big computer, which is sits underneath the table here. And for the longest, it's been called Venus for, for legitimate reason. When I did my most recent rebuild, I shifted away from Venus and renamed it to Fallen Angel in namesake of Johanne from Love Life Sunshine. So I got some uh, RGB lights coming in, RGB fans coming in, so I could properly adjust the colors, you know, so it'll hit her colors and stuff. And I'm also pondering buying, like, extension cables so I can get, like, white cabling in here to kind of make it mesh. And, um, and I haven't decided if I'm going to upgrade the memory to RGB memory just yet. It just depends on how things look and how I feel. I'm just doing, like, the basic stuff. And I end up ordering a new video card, so that's coming soon. So that means Mako-chan gets my old video card. Woohoo! Mm. And I just started ordering some other stuff, like some acrylic risers to put my display case over there so I can put more figurines. So, yeah, and that's basically has been it. That has been my week and day. So, and TheoX75 says, I am going to RGB my memory. I just got two 2080 Supers. Man, if I had money like that, I probably would myself. But I am happy with the, with the RX 5600 XT that, that's coming in a few days. That's all right. If everything shows up by Friday, I'm probably going to sit down and do a complete overhaul of my PC and properly do my cable management and all of that and just make it look nice and neat the best I possibly can. 
Because actually, gone are the days where you wire up the computer and you shove everything to one side to one corner, you know? Yeah, now that everything's clear case. Yeah, and I mean, even still, even when it wasn't clear case, you had some people who started, you know, running cables a certain way because you realize certain cables had the cabling a certain way, so you're like, well, I gotta do this, gotta do that. I just don't like using zip ties because if you have to, because once you use it, you have to cut it in order to, you know, um, to, re to readjust the cabling. I'd rather use twist ties or zip, zip ties. And I should have ordered some from Linus Tech Tips, but oh well. well, well that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, housekeeping news. Uh, Anime Jam Session will still be here on Tuesdays. Um... I don't know if we're taking a break yet, but we might. Depends on how the squad feels. If you know, if we want to take like a Tuesday night off or do something, that'll probably come up. Um, I will be uh, in regards to what I just talked about upgrading the computer. Uh, right now, the show pushes out at a nice 720p resolution. We're looking. I will be pushing the show to 1080p for better better quality. That will be happening in the next couple of weeks. Um, if you heard our intro, we've changed the opening theme. But I'm going to play around with that because it was a little bit... It wasn't as loud as I wanted it to be, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. And new themes are coming through, so please enjoy that. Um, I can't think of anything else really. Um, yeah. Uh, let's get into uh, Geek Roundtable. This is a part of the show where we talk about... Geek stuff that's on our mind over the week and geek stuff we want to share. So, Mako-chan, kick things off. Uh, yeah, so, um, I, with, uh, everything going on, I just felt like Retsko was, uh, in need of being on mm -hmm. the, uh, camera. Um, granted, this is Happy Retsko, and I'm much more in a rage, but... Uh, happy Let's Go will do. It's more like Stoner Let's Go. No, um, it actually is from a scene uh, mm. while she's at work and she's daydreaming. So mm. technically it's daydreaming Let's Go. Which, I mean, not for nothing is basically all I've been doing while I've been reading for the last, you know, month and a half, two months. Mm. And yes, I'm still reading Supernatural fan fiction just to update everybody. Regular or smutty? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, Daydreaming Retsuko is definitely, you know, a, a, a thing, but I, I'm much more rage right now. Mm. I, I, I completely, I completely understand. Ichigo, there's no need to update the table cam. You, you're good. You're fine. Anywho, Ichigo, what cool geek stuff you showing off today with your loaf of bread there? So I had a friend who knew I needed a lot of support um, and a boost to my mental health. And so they sent me two lovely, lovely of these micro minky stuffed plushies that are super adorable. Mm -hmm. um, this one is a Shiba Inu and he's so cute. Um, and then also a seal. And the seal is up and um, gives me a lot of back support when I'm sleeping. So they're very cute little plushies. Um, I believe, oh gosh, what's the brand? Um, it's it, They're just called Shiba Inu. This mm. is the 
tag if you guys want to look them up and stuff. They're just kind of a generic brand, but I like I really also love this. <laughs> Sorry if we get censored. <laughs> looks like looks like he's already been censored. Yeah, I know, right? So he's got a little butthole, and it's just it made me laugh and super happy. So um, he doesn't have a name yet, but I'm thinking of a few types of Japanese bread that I enjoy. So if you have any recommendations in the chat, let me know, um, and maybe we'll do a poll on it or something. Um, but yeah, so he's joined my little family, and he's a little emotional support stuffed animal. So it's very, very nice. That's cool. Uh, Ari, what kind of geek stuff you got for us this week? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, just mostly playing through Animal Crossing mm. some more. Oh, okay. Again, I've been kind of a blah because I've just been feeling, you know, really like downtrodden this the past few days, especially. So. Yeah, dude. I, it's I, hard. I, it's hard to concentrate on things. I just, I get home and I just like, you know, turn off like almost completely. Dude, I, 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 I get you. Believe you me, I do. Um, anywho, I kind of have something on my chest, but at the same time, I don't because I went on my personal Facebook last night and did went live and talked about what was on my mind, and I just kind of more or less foamed at the mouth. First thing first, to everybody that's been reaching out to me, I appreciate it. Thank you. I I'm I'm not say, I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm fine because I'm not. I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm doing. I'm. I guess content. I, I for the most part, I'm dealing. That's it. I always done anime jam session. The aspect of not based on who I am. It's just. Stuff I love to do with a bunch of nerdy friends, and we just talk about that stuff. And we try not to steer too left or too right unless we have valid points to make. I never want this show to be like a political platform, per se. But... There's a lot of injustice in the world right now. Shit's not right. We gotta make a change. Some of y'all should talk to your parents or your grandparents about how during the 60s and 70s they marched for civil rights. You should see if they have a story to tell. Because that time is happening now. Everybody's out there walking and marching for rights for me and everybody else. I grew up in the aspect of, you know, I marched. When I was growing up, it was all about the drugs. We marched for, you know, you know, to keep drugs out of our neighborhoods. And the cops saw us, but they wouldn't do it. They just let us march. And I get times have changed, you know. The police isn't what the police used to be. Politicians aren't what politicians used to be. In this case, they've gotten worse. There is absolutely no reason to pin a suspect down when you're trying to arrest him. There really isn't. There is no rhyme or reason to do that. There is no rhyme or reason for someone to come up to me 
and spit in my face or do something to me because my skin color is different. I want to live a life just like you. I just want to have fun. I just want to do cool stuff. Enjoy life. I shouldn't have to look behind me to, to see someone trying to kill me because I just want to live a life no different from yours for the most part, you know? All I do really is I work, I play video games, I watch anime, I go to cons, I hang out with my friends. Something most otaku and nerds do. And, and nobody should look at me differently because I want to do that. And I'll admit... Growing up, a lot of stuff that I'm seeing now, I never really saw, probably because of how my parents raised me, my family raised me, and where I lived, and this and that. But you best believe, I do understand. And I get it. And I'll be out there too. Today, I went out, you know, to do my grocery shopping, and I had no clue that, you know, they were protesting in downtown Brooklyn. When I got to uh, Target, they were closed, so I did my shopping at Stop and Shop, and I stopped and I turned and I saw the protests and the marching. I stood out there and I streamed it live for people to see. It warms my heart seeing people out there screaming and demanding for accountability to get things done. I've always said that you can't do it a certain way. You've got to figure it out from a different aspect. I'm at a point where, you know what, won't we just destroy the system and rebuild it? We are actually at that point. There really is no point in working from the inside out. Let's just tear it apart and rebuild it and give everybody equality across the board. And what really hurts is that the people that we elect that are supposed to help us have turned their backs on us. And they're just not doing anything at all. They'd rather line their pockets and deal with the rich white folks and all that shit. Meanwhile, we're over here in the ghetto starving, you know, and it and it's absolutely nuts. And I know I worked my I worked my butt off to get to where I am, but I feel that I shouldn't have to work so hard, you know, to get to, to get to this point where somebody else who is not the same skin color as me to um to get to get to this point. And I know it's it's not always the case, but nine times out of ten it generally is. We just gotta break the system down and start it all over and get things going to the way they were. If you can't see I'm going to adjust um my microphone so my apologies if my voice drops a little bit but i'm wearing a shirt that says we are all human i got this shirt last year because i thought it i think it's an amazing shirt that i'm wearing to represent pride and this shirt represents my friends who are going through that struggle every single day this shirt is for friends who can't go home because of who they are you know to me this shirt has a has more than that meaning for pride this shirt also means, you know, minorities like myself. We're all human. We're all just equal across the board, you know? And I'll end this with something that I've said on my personal Facebook. 
and I don't care if I lose friends over it, then I know who those people are. My life matters. If you can't respect that, you're a part of the problem, and I don't need you in my life. And that's it. On the brighter side of things, the elections are coming up. We're at a point where we gotta just get thing we gotta get things fixed and get things done. So that's it. And that's all I'm going to say in regards to this. I most likely will not be discussing this anymore during this month of pride unless something happens where I need to address it. So but let me end Geek Roundtable with something pretty cool. And it might make Mako-chan jealous. Oh, God. Do those symbols look familiar to you? You ended up getting one? You bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I told you! I am sitting on that stimulus check money, okay? Hopefully they'll send us another stimulus check. Ari, let me tell you something. Before the end of July, they're going to pass another stimulus act for money. It's going to happen. You just gotta mm-hmm. wait it out. And it also. Does... I was wondering what that really fancy box was. <laughs> and let's. Yeah, not... I- I'm not spoiling it since he's doing an un- unwrapping. An unboxing. Boxing. Welcome to Ronda's unboxing channel. Well, this is like the third or fourth <laughs> unboxing I've done since we've gone live. So. <laughs> I told, when I linked it to you, I said I was going to buy it. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 yeah, I'm just, I, I can't see myself needing two. I can always just go and meet up with him and get the signature. I, given how things are right now, we have no idea when that's going to happen. So, yeah, still. So, I, I got a, I got a Funko Pop. That's, that's what's in this box here. In this box is an autographed Funko Pop that I purchased. Now, it's starting to, that is actually starting to become the norm because I know a lot of voice actors and other people are buying up their pops that they voice so forth and they're autographing and selling them like here, you know? And I think that's really cool. $10 more to get an autographed pop? Sign me up. So... We've talked about this, I think, in the past where, I think it was about a couple of years ago, where Gabriel Iglesias was releasing limited edition pops on his website, and his site crashed, okay? It took me two days to order pops for me and Mako. And I'm just sitting there waiting for it to, to go through, just waiting for it to go through, and it finally went. So about a couple of weeks ago, he's selling... More pops. And these are a little bit more pricey. I think this might be around the same price. I bought it. Oh, it's all right. Oh, even better. Um, and I'm like, okay, what, what's the catch here? Evidently, he's selling exclusive autographed Funko Pops. And there's his signature right there. Nice. And, nice. It, and it's already in case, it's already in the plastic. 
That means I still have my extras, and this is going up on my on my Funko Pop wall over here. <laughs> Very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, given how things are going, I mean, I actually have the money to spend and to treat myself with this, but I'm not being like people who are spending. Oh, stimulus checks here. Kill that twelve hundred dollars in one. No, a little bit here, a little bit there. Pay the bills. Keep above water. I, I, I completely uh, uh, agree with that, Rama. Mm -hmm. I try not to burn through much of mine, but some audio equipment can be a little expensive. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get it, but just remember, audio equipment, that's going to go a long way. I'm hoping, yeah. if you guys in chat will let me know if I sound a lot better today, I have a little mixer. That was kind of my geeky thing that I did for this month, was that I got a new mixer for my computer, so yay. Well, I can say you do sound a little bit more fuller. You know, it's Ooh. Like yeah, more, more, more of a richer tone. You sound a little more richer, you know. And that's, okay, and that's cool. So I can do like the Allstate commercial. That sounds great. I, I was thinking more like Flow from Progressive. Oh yeah, yeah, from Progressive. <laughs> but that's a really neat Funko Pop. I'm glad that you were able to get one. Thank you. I, I'm, I was like, you know, I actually, I actually sat on that for about ten minutes and said, you know what, F it. I think it was only like. $30 or 35 so I was like, sure, why not? So, I went and did it. And that's going to go up on my shelf. So, And I think Mako-chan said he's like the first comedian to have a pop, right? Um, I don't think he's the first comedian. I just know that he's one of the first ones doing his own pops. Okay. Some of them, like, um, I know Elvira... Uh, mm -hmm. she's got a couple of sets that were specific that she was just selling through her website. Mm -hmm. And then there were a couple of general sets that were in stores. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the comedians and things like that are the same. Okay. So I know Fluffy ended up doing his own Funko Pop sale, but I'm pretty sure there are generic Funko Pops of comedians out there that yeah are... well, well, the because they're because this one has a number one so i'm guessing it's the first one in that line so i don't know but i do say i like what he has on the back here if you can see it unity through laughter and honestly that's what we need right about now and this is why we're doing a show tonight because understandably all the chaos and drama and bs that's going on right now Come join us and get away from all of that for the next hour or so, you know? You'll feel better. So, as you were saying, Ichigo? Oh, I was just saying, it's nice to see that, fun, like, uh, you know, brands are doing different things with their licensure of Funko Pops. Yes. Because for a while, um, I would get them as stocking stuffers for John, but then it just seemed like they got... It was overwhelming with how many that were being produced with the licenses and stuff mm -hmm. that were starting to be put out. And, and then it felt kind of vanilla, like where there wasn't a lot of stuff going. Like you could get a Funko Pop, but, you know, like 15,000 other people have the same thing. So it's nice to see that um, celebrities and comedians are going the extra step and trying to make something original again. Yeah, definitely. Let me check something here. I actually forgot to... Cause... Given how short the song was, I was taking care of others, I forgot to actually share that we're live on my Facebook page, so I'm doing that real quick. But as we do that, let's go ahead and get into tonight's uh, stories. Um, 
let me go ahead and take care of that. And I think this story is very important within the community because I think a lot of people have been waiting on this. So I'm going to go ahead and straight up tell you. It seems that the Kyoto Animation arson suspect was officially arrested. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. And, and I am very happy about that. They arrested him at his hospital. All this because he felt that they stole his idea. Uh. Yeah. And what's interesting is that um, when they asked him about that, and it's like, he basically said, I had a grudge against the company. He said that if I, I thought if I sprayed gasoline around the building while setting the fire, I could kill more people. So that's why I did that, you know. And when investigators, um, when they asked him about the, pe when when they told him how many people he killed, his response was, "Oh, is that so? Wow, what a freaking loon!" Mm. <sighs> I will say though that you know the reason why it took so long is that laws in Japan are very different. Yep. Um, where we could technically arrest somebody, and if they aren't of sound mind and body, they would still be arrested, but in the hospital or mm -hmm. in a psych ward or yep. whatever. Mm -hmm. Japan doesn't do that. They're not allowed to actually make an arrest until a person is healthy. So because the arsonist basically doused himself mm -hmm. and was an idiot they couldn't actually arrest him until he was healthy enough to be arrested and, and, I, and I totally get that and I think we talk, covered an article about you know what they were going to do with the old with the with the location or aren't they just going to totally demolish it and just turn it into like a memorial park or just Leave it, well, right now, right on. now the building is completely demolished. Okay. Um, they're still trying to figure out what will go into that specific site, um, just because the people that live in that area don't want it to be a memorial. Oh, I so get that, that they're still fighting. Mm -hmm. I honest, I think there should be something there to let people know something was there and just kind of like cord it off, you know. A, like a little block put on the on the ground, you know, something like that, and it chained off and just let it be. Yeah, I think a small little park, you know, it doesn't have to be some sort of children's thing. Just a small little park with some benches. Maybe, you know, the benches are in memoriam of mm -hmm. the people that passed. Mm -hmm. But just, you know, just a small little flower garden or something like that, just to use the area, but not draw attention to it. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see. As always, this will be a topic that we'll be keeping tabs on. We'll let you know if anything changes, so... And just to answer um, Theo's comment in the chat, if the uh, arsonist was mm -hmm. um, uh, evaluated by mental health services. Right, right. So in Japan, uh, mental health is not as uh, well observed as it is in the States, um, and it's not even well observed here. 
Um, it's actually kind of a taboo subject. So that wasn't mentioned in the article, but I imagine that they have their own sort of psychiatric evaluation of some sort that is um, something that they perform. But I wouldn't be surprised if they don't really have a practice of that because unfortunately mental health is not widely um, talked about in Japanese culture. So mm -hmm. if we find out about any of his psychiatric stuff or anything else to do with this article, we'll let you know. I honestly think that... It's like they, they shame them for uh, being sick about that, and, and that just... And they get more upset about being told that, and it just creates a negative feedback loop and just makes things worse. Just for a side note, welcome to my life. What you just said is something that I grew up with, so yeah. You, you and me both. Mm -hmm. now, I, Cultural say, shame is a serious yeah, thing, mm -hmm. man. I'll say this. It wouldn't surprise me as if while he's in the hospital, they are doing some type of mental evaluation, asking mm -hmm. various questions and stuff like that, but they're just not saying it on paper, you know? Yeah, because it might be just that it's such a private thing that right. they don't keep paper records of mm -hmm. it. Again, it, Japan has a lot of cultural practices that are not standard by our normal. So it's one of those things where uh, even if they do it, sometimes it's not reported on mm -hmm. because it's a taboo subject in that culture. So you have to kind of think about it based on those societal norms and how how they disperse information to the public versus how we do. So um, I know with America, we do focus a lot more now on the mental health of people. Uh, sorry, I got distracted by Mako John. Gee, um, I wonder, I wonder what's, that, what's that lump on her bed? Uh, it's your kitty. Yep. Hello. Is it Damien? Yep. It is Damien, and he is passed out. Oh, he <laughs> Wasted. Was he... <laughs> and if you notice, he's on his pillow. I just oh. know he's on the pillow. pillow. He's laying down on the pillow. I just knew he had a blanket. I didn't know he had his own pillow. You're spoiling him, Mako. Next thing you'll have his own bed. He already well, does. I mean, I love watching. I love watching those like a, scaled down, like a scaled down human bed. That's what I meant. I was talking about the human bed. <laughs> yeah. No, that's oh. his spot. <laughs> and he enjoys his pillow, um, so he'll actually probably stay just like that until I go to bed. He'll just flip to the other way and just be like, meh. Oh, don't uh, do not harass the beans. He's not even <laughs> moving. No. I, I don't even think Davian knows somebody's playing with him. He's probably having dreams that are like, what is going on? <laughs> and and for those of you who probably couldn't tell if there was a cat there or not, if you look carefully, you did see a pink tongue going, blah, 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 what's going on? Yep, there you go. <laughs> a blip. A limb. Oh, a good stretch. <laughs> this is the Damien cast uh, where we watch Damien all day. A part of me, hours. Look, a part of me thinks the cat is Damien's going to fall off the bed because of the way he stretched out. Oh no, he's completely on the bed. It's just these little feet right here that are hanging off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's annoyed that I'm touching him. <laughs> okay, enough annoying of, of, the, of, the, of the mascot cat, Mako. Let's talk about your fandom again. Yeah, so uh, it was officially announced. Oh, bless you. He's you okay there? 
<laughs> oh, um, so it was officially announced on Thursday that Paramount Pictures is going to go ahead with a sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. So Jeff Fowler will be returning as director, and Pat Casey and Josh Miller will be returning as scriptwriters. So you're looking at basically the same cast, the same crew coming back to do the second Sonic. Which excites the hell out of me just because of how the first one ended. So I assume you finally saw the movie? Yes, I finally saw it last week. Mm -hmm. I still have to see it myself. Um, Yeah, so they introduced one of my favorite characters in the Sonic series at the very end of the movie. So I'm very excited over that. For the record, when I went to see it in theaters, the entire theater just just lost it at that scene okay yeah i i I knew it was coming just because i had read up on everything that was going on so i knew it was coming and at the same time i squeed very very loud and now i will have to go looking for a plush i can only hope that just like Sonic has a plush from Build-A-Bear, that my little friend will have a Build-A-Bear plush once the second movie comes out. And on a side note, I think I saw this yesterday, 24 years ago today, the Sonic OVA came out. So that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Uh, I'll say the opening theme for it is pretty, is pretty cool, too. I'll link it to you later if you haven't heard it. Uh, I probably have. It's just not Clicking coming right to my yeah. brain right mm-hmm. now. Gotcha. But I, I do enjoy me some Sonic, so I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. And VX8 uh, says, I got to see it myself, too. Definitely. Jim Carrey going all in on it. Robotnik was probably the best part, wasn't it? It's classic Carrie. That's what it was. I Yeah, I, I think, you know, I've heard very mixed reviews. Um, I know when I posted that, I, I, like, I seriously think Jim Carrey stole this movie. Um, he does if that. He, if he had not been Robotnik, I don't think I would have enjoyed the movie as much. Mm-hmm. Um, even being as much of a Sonic fan as I am. But... You know, he he definitely he stole the movie, and it was very classic Jim Carrey. And I'm sorry, I'm such a Jim Carrey fangirl. I've been following his crap since, you know, the late '80s. As soon as I realized, hey, this guy's funny, I've been following him. Ugh. All right, Ari, what's up with the Great Pretender? Did I give that to you? Yeah I, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh, the official website for Wit Studios' original television anime series, The Great Pretender, began streaming a special promotional video for its theme song on Friday, which announced that the late Queen singer Freddie Mercury's cover of the Platter song, The Great Pretender, will be the opening theme. Mm-hmm. Its, first, its first television anime feature a song by, Merc- by Freddie Mercury or Queen, and the video on the page is private, so I can't view it. <clears throat> No, 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 what happened was it was requested to be pulled. That's why you can't see it. Yeah, he clicked on it and says this video is private. I guess the Mm. info hasn't updated yet. Okay. Anyhow, 
A special will stream on the private script service via Netflix Anime Japan Twitter's official account and on Toho Animation's YouTube channel on June 2nd at 6.30. I guess uh, 5.30 EDT, so I missed it. <clears throat> to commemorate the stream premiere of the first five episodes on Netflix in Japan later that evening. The special preview of the first episode featured a talk saying with this staff and cast. The show will have a theme of credit fraud and be a happy comedic drama between worldly famous swindlers. Mm. Uh, so the cast includes Chiaki Kobayashi as Makoto Inamame Inamura, a self-styled Japan's greatest swindler who makes a living running easy cons on the elderly, on the elderly and, travel, and travelers. What a charmer. Junichi Suabe is Laurent Thierry, an expert French con man who travels around the world. He carries himself expertly and parts money from Werner O's equal skill. Anatsumi Fujiwara is Abigail Jones, or Abby, a con man. A con, a con man. Careful. A con man. Yeah, it's, I guess con man. It's just a gender neutral, I, I suppose. Uh, like, prides herself in a flexible and well toned body. <laughs> And Mia Sonozaki as Paula Dickens, a talented FBI agent who arrives in L.A. with the intent to take Laurent down. And the anime will premiere on June 2nd, and the Netflix debut schedule is with the, uh, with the release dates to change at June 2nd for the first five episodes, then June 9th, and then June 16th for 11 to 14. And then there's a coming soon for Case 4. Okay. A part of me is kind of, kind of question, you know, why this is an article like an article per se because it just reminds me of, of jojo because i'm like jojo's bizarre adventure uses like popular tracks as their ending themes you know yeah but we haven't seen freddie Mer like this uh freddie mercury song turned into a meme yet True. but then again just give it time i mean i mean we do have sailor freddie mercury but does that count no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, Mako, it's back to you. Yeah, um, I adjusted the camera, so now you can have Damien in all his glory. Mwem, mwem, blep. So, uh -oh, yeah. he so, heard me. So, <laughs> the Ghost in the Shell manga is getting a VR no stage play. And for those that, you know, are into the whole Japanese thing, no is a very traditional kind of stage production done in Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is going to run at Tokyo's Sadagaya Public Theater on August 22nd and 23rd. The production unveiled a visual of the lead character of Motoko in the no attire, which is again the very traditional um, uh, kimono and yukata, and um, the very traditional face painting and hair and all of that. And uh, the tagline is to a cyber world that has transcended tradition. So it's going to feature performers from Kanzei, which is a school that has preserved the classic Japanese dance and theater traditions of No for nearly seven centuries. It's also yeah. going to be using mm -hmm. various cutting edge technologies and virtual reality 
and it will not require VR glasses. So basically it's going to be doing a lot of um, visual, uh, I guess, light kind of stuff I think it's... in order to project um, what would be a digital kind of world onto the set. No, yeah, you, you know how with the 3DS, you don't use 3D glasses. It's the way they have the screen layered to give it like that 3D effect. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to do something like that to give it a, like a to give it a 3D effect. Well, it's it's yeah, I mean they're going to be doing a whole bunch of things like that, but a lot of this because it is going to, you know, deal with the whole cyber world is going to be a lot of a lot of visual mm-hmm. lights. Um, probably fog to do laser lights on the on the stage and everything. Um, they've they've come such a long way with doing visuals in something like this. Uh, I really, really hope that there's going to be some sort of video for this, just because I really enjoy um, no stage productions. Mm-hmm. I love the whole classic traditional um, dance and style that you know through that dance and style portrays a story. So having that do, you know, having them do something so traditional and mixing it with something so ultra modern and, you know, it's, it's almost like a Japanese steampunk in a way. You're going with that very traditional And Japanese steampunk is actually really huge. Mm -hmm. So like that, I mean, I... I'm excited for it, and I do hope, uh, like you, hope that there is a film because of the way that they did, like, a lot of the virtual interaction that they've been doing with the Vocaloid um, concerts and stuff like that, as well as the technology that they've been developing for those kind of shows. Yeah. Um, I think they even used them in some Love Live shows as well recently. So I think it is going to be a really cool application, and I like the fact that they're going more virtual world kind of with it. So I'm excited to see what happens. Wait, I'm just trying to think. Which Love Live concert actually did that? I I can't remember, but I thought I remembered hearing at least or seeing an article about it. I'll see if I can find oh, the article please. on it, and I'll let you guys know. Um, but I do. I had. I know. I have a. Fr- I have a few friends that like chase Love Live oh, around oh, when they come to the states. So. As do I, but it's just something I had not heard about. I was like, oh really? You know. Yeah, I mean, I'll triple check, but I'm pretty sure that there was an event. If it wasn't in the states, it might have been in the in in Japan. So, gotcha. Okay. Let's see what else do we have here. Okay. Um. Okay, Ichigo. Since lately you've been doing all these virtual conventions, this one's right up your alley. Oh yeah. Um. If you guys haven't been paying attention, with a lot of us locked up in our homes. Uh, there have been a lot of uh, kind of integrations, let's say, of programming and events going on online. Um, like just last weekend, I was actually in one called VirtualCon. Mm-hmm. So, or WebCon, actually. Sorry, the names very similar, very different events, but always super fun. Now the industry has started to tap into the virtual public and started to uh, fund and supply events for us to attend. 
Aniplex is one of those companies that has started to look at planning an online event and is looking to host Aniplex Online Fest on July 4th through 5th in 2020. Aniplex of America announced on Thursday that Aniplex will host the English Aniplex Online Fest event on July 4th and 5th in 2020. The event will be free to attend and will be streamed on YouTube. The Chinese version of the virtual festival will be streamed on Bilibili. Sally Amaki, a member of Japanese idol group 22-7, Nanabun no Nijuni, will host the English version of the Aniplex Online Fest, and the festival will mark Amaki's debut as the MC of the event. The Aniplex Online Fest website describes the event as this festival will feature a diverse array of online content, including talk shows with the staff and cast from popular anime, special appearances from and past live shows from music artists, and behind-the-scenes stories from the anime industry. The event will feature panels comprising of staff and cast members from many of Aniplex's shows and games. Musical guests will be making special appearances, with the event streaming many past live performances, and the artists and bands who are confirmed to be participating in the event are 22-7, or Nanabun no Nijini, Asuka, or A-S-C-A, Clary S, or Claris, Er Oi, Halka, Mashiro Ayano, Reona, Trisail, and Lisa. See, Funimation announced on May 4th that it will host a virtual anime convention named the Funimation Con 2020 on July 3rd through 4th. So your weekend that month will be very, very full. <laughs> and the company describes their event as a two-day stream of cosplay meetups, industry panels, Q&A sessions, and more. Anime Expo 2020, after its cancellation in April, announced that Anime Expo Lite will take place on July 3rd through 4th on May 27th. And event staff revealed that the event will be a virtual live stream that will host character designer Yoshitaka Amano. So yeah, keep an eye out for those kind of experiences. Many of these virtual events are actually occurring and free. A lot of their stuff is being streamed on multiple social platforms. I know quite a few have actually streamed through Twitch, um, Mixer and YouTube Live, as well as Facebook Live. So mm -hmm. just be aware and keep your eye on those Facebook pages. I hope that uh, you guys can enjoy a lot of their programming. And if you do, definitely let me know and uh, give us some small reviews is in chat if you ever join us for future streams i think we should try to check out these cons over the weekend and get reviews on them also i've actually seen ear aoi live in concert she did a concert here in new york about i think it was a year ago and i got her autograph and it was really cool i got my friend alex he had an extra ticket and i think i bought it off him that was really cool so that was fun lisa she's somebody i definitely would love to see live I really enjoy her music, so... Hey, look at that! Look who decided to join us! It's Koi! Hi, Koi! Hi, Koi! Hi, Koi! Alright, so now that Koi's here, let's start taking bets on how long before something breaks, okay? <laughs> and all I know is, whoever wins that bet, I'm collecting the money because it's going to be my equipment that needs to be fixed anyway, so... Yeah, because she's going to roll up on you for making that joke and break some computer parts. Have you not 
Okay, okay, Ichigo. I don't think you were there for that, but there have been times in the past where Koi has joined us on stream and things just stopped working, okay? No, I know. I know that there's a lot of technology problems. <laughs> I have the same problem. But like she said in chat, Koi smash! Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like the dude from that last airbender. My cabbages! Worst case, my desktop! My cabbages! <laughs> my desktop! <laughs> oh man okay let, let's see what we have left okay Ari this one's for you my friend uh, let's see talent management agency production Ogi announced on Monday that Maya Watanabe is retiring from the entertainment industry for health reasons uh, air quotes around that for mm -hmm. whatever reason uh, the announcement added that Watanabe's health been declining for years with no sign of recovery oh fuck uh, after numerous meetings, production uh, production Ogi decided to respect Watanabe's decision to prioritize her health and terminate her contract on Sunday. She was a former member of AKB48, and mm -hmm. during the time she voiced the character Chieri Sono in AKB0048 and AKB0048 Next Stage, as well as the character Natsuki Suzura in the Psychic School Wars anime. She left the group in 2017 and played herself in the Maho, Maho Girls Prefect Precure anime and also performed the theme song for Ekamaho Sukai Precure Kiseki no Henshin Kure Mofurun anime film. Mm. So, uh, place your bets on what on uh, what's what she has that uh, she she says what has no sign of recovery because that, that that took a turn. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people who suffer from chronic pain in Japan also have a hard time getting the facilities and help they need because, again, it's one of those instances where even in the States we have very little knowledge about a lot of those things, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if she developed something like fibromyalgia or one of those consistently really bad chronic issues. But a lot of that, again, is very private because that's just the type of society they are. So I'm sure that we may find out in the future or um, stuff like that, but I hope that she feels better sooner than later. And as Bob, and as Bob Coffee says in our chat room at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session is, I'm guessing she is preggers. Well, I would say maybe, but if it was the case, I think the article would be more articulating aspect of, her significant other and all this other stuff but we know not how if she's keeping it, not, not if she's keeping it quiet yeah that's what i was getting i was getting to that but given how japan loves their idol singers and so forth you know this is definitely something to keep on the hush hush you know yeah it's also one not thing when from... an idol retires and ends up starting to date somebody it's another thing completely with an idol retires and then all of a sudden turns up pregnant mm. also not recovering from pregnancy? What is she doing? Giving birth to an anime protagonist? Well. Oh my no, god, she our daughter have, has pink She doesn't hair. have mom hair. Whatever will we do? <laughs> oh no, she's running with toast to class. Oh god. <laughs> with a bit she of doesn't a... have anime mom hair, with... so it's it's not like that. Well, given how it is, it could be a new style of mom hair, but you know. And comes, well, the kid comes out with a full head of hair like peacock feathers. <laughs> it's Jojo. Oh, no. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Look, if it was if, if if she did give birth to a JoJo, the baby wouldn't cry. The baby would pop out and, and just posing. That's it. Uh, yeah, just posing with like a severe jawline. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all the all the humor aside, unfortunately too is that if things like that which I know uh Bob announced like I'm guessing she's preggers, if that stuff is announced Unfortunately, you guys, if you've been with us for a while, know that fandom in Japan, unfortunately, can turn quite violent. So, um, She's going to have case, some creeper wind up in her trash somewhere. Yeah, I, unfortunately, we've covered stories where there have been stabbings on idols just because they tell somebody no. So, you know, this is definitely stuff that they want to keep, you know, private. And if they decide that that's what they want to do, then that's their life. So... <sighs> It's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Bob Coffey also said earlier in the show that um, he saw the first episode of The Great Pretender at AX last year. It was pretty good. They captured LA traffic really well. And I do have friends in California, and I, I know about the horrors that is the 405. <laughs> and I'm like, 405 is just, I mean, like, out here, you got Queens Boulevard, and here's the 405, so, you know. Oh, all right. Oh, we made it all the way down to the wire with these with news from Japan. All right. I am going to take a step back, and y'all three can fight it out. I would like the I'll last one, the, please. I'll take the first one, then. Okie dokie. And I'll say in regards to the first one, I have seen videos that started this way. <laughs> oh, did God. they take a hard left like this one did? A couple of them a couple of them have, but then it gets back into the swing of things. Herk herk. So uh anyway, a Japanese teen boy picks the worst woman to randomly ask if she wants to be be in a make it to be in an adult video. I thought I'd do her a favor, is his defense. Uh, last Monday afternoon, a 17-year-old Japanese boy, oh, what a charmer, mm. was on the streets of Fukuoka, down, it's downtown Baramachi neighborhood. Not usually for a guy his age, he was scanning crowds for attractive young women, but he wasn't looking for a date. Instead, Taro was looking for women to recruit, recruit into Fuzuoku or adult entertainment industry. The trade covers a wide range of jobs ranging from hostess bar work to essential massage and non-penetrative sexual services. Though of murky legality, this kind of on-the-street recruiting isn't unheard of, unheard of, and there are women who are short on cash because of the coronavirus. Mm. So I figured I'd do her a favor and offer to work in the Fuzuoku business or adult videos. And that was pretty much this whole pitch. Says, my company handles everything from hostess bars to adult videos. How about working for us? But he'd made a terrible choice for, her, for who to try to recruit. Not because there's any evidence a woman was unattractive, because she turned out to be a plainclothes police officer patrolling the neighborhood and placed him under arrest for charging and violating Fukuoka's prefectural nuisance prevention regulations. Whoops. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, like a Roblox thing. It's, it's a little difficult to mimic. No, I get it. It's unclear the exact nature of the offensive job is the offer itself, the fact that it was being delivered by a minor, or some combination of the two. 
In any case, it seems like the teen who is late listened in reports is unemployed. Unemployed, really? That's a that's a reach. <laughs> Implying he's not enrolled in school, compulsory education, Japan stop at junior high. He's gonna have to look for a new source of income. Possibly a lot of cursing his luck that he couldn't have accidentally approached a different policewoman instead. Oh boy. There's a lot to unpack here, so let's just torch this suitcase. <laughs> as long as it's not a Samsonite, those things are indestructible. And I'm surprised that the that the kids I can just picture the kid like seeing the handcuffs like, oh wow, we're getting right into the kiki. So hey, let me go. That wouldn't like surprise that. me in the least. Just saying. Uh... All right, Mako, you're up next. Okie dokie. So, um, it looks like there are some uh, lawmakers in Japan that are looking to put a stop to certain uh, mobile phone uses. I know we have touched on this a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, they're talking about uh, Yama uh, Yamato in the Kanagawa pre prefecture um, that basically had started to watch uh, around for young people that happened to be on their phone. So they found that 12% of a small portion that they were looking at had been looking at their smartphones while they were walking. And this is in the train stations. Mm -hmm. So apparently this is too high a number for some of the politicians. Um, because when you have a town that is roughly 240,000 people, um, when you have 12% of them staring at their smartphones while they're walking, um, they're figuring it can be a danger. So they are actually looking to make it illegal to look at your smartphone while you're walking. Uh, the ordinance, which would be the first of its kind in Japan if passed, defines the offending behavior as walking while gazing at the screen of a smartphone or other device. The legal framework, the legal framework would make doing so a violation of the road traffic law, which apparently covers pedestrian traffic in addition, on, in addition to vehicular. So this would be city streets, sidewalks, as well as shared public spaces, such as plazas outside of train stations. So instead of looking at their screens while walking, the proposed ordinance instructs citizens to use your smartphone while standing still in a place where you, where you will not be a hindrance to other passersby. However, with the legal cap on allowable video game playing time in, Kana in uh, Kagawa uh, Prefecture, the anti-walking while using a smartphone ordinance currently has no form of enforceable punishment built into it. And uh, they are going to be uh, going through to attempt to get this made into law, um, which would go in effect quickly on July 1st. So if this passes... <laughs> they're looking to basically make uh, using your phone and video games and things like that uh, very, very difficult. I mean, I don't... I, I, I'm kind of iffy on making it illegal, but, you know, there really isn't a reason for you to be walking down the street while using your phone. I mean, it's one thing, you know, if you're, like, 
checking your phone real quick for messages or you're switching tracks on your music while walk you know that i get well it it could become a case of enforcement though where um especially with tourists and things like that who are just coming to the area and please excuse any background noise apparently my neighbors decided to play um racquetball tonight so what noise um with when it comes to enforcement and stuff like that i know when we were wandering around japan last year um we needed to use our maps on our phones and we needed to use like uh the apps for getting taxis and stuff Mm -hmm. and i mean really the only way you could do that um is by looking down at your phone while you're walking um there's but again it's it's one of those societal things where like you're it's really frowned upon if you walk with like food in your hand really anytime you inconvenience the public it's kind of considered again it's one of those things that's taboo so if you Mm. inconvenience other people than yourself and even if you inconvenience yourself at some points like sometimes it, it seems like it becomes a bigger issue than it actually is um it's not as big of a problem as it is nowadays but um, it's definitely going to be one of those things where if they do turn it into law, then it's going to be all about enforcement and mm-hmm. uniformity. Gotcha. And as Theo X 75 says, I hope they make it law here in the U.S. I had a few people walk into me because they were looking into their smartphones. I think... And they probably got pissed off at him for being in their way. You know how they get. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if it was me, someone bumped into me, I'd be like, I think my hand, my arm would accidentally fly up and their phone would go flying. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, and... All right, Ichigo, this one's right up your alley. Even if you just speak English or Japanese, you have to laugh. Um, apparently on Amazon Prime Video, there is a show called Benza English, and it's in its first series, but you apparently might remember, I guess this must have been a very popular comedy, but called The Benza, a toilet seat themed comedy that launched the careers of a cast of foreign talent living in Japan. The series, produced a sh- on a shoestring budget, features main characters like Chris and Kyle as they go through the rites of passage that every foreigner living in Japan has to go through, like getting chased through a haunted house by a pirate ghost. The comedy has racked up more awards since the article, I guess, covered them before, including Best Web Series at Fastidious International Film Festival and Best Supporting Actress uh, for Maria uh, Papadopoulou or Maria Sensei at the 2020 Cult Critic Movie Awards. What was that? I said it sounds Greek. It does. Uh, And they can now boast that they are the are the first live-action series to be screened at London MCM Comic-Con. That's cool. The Benza now has a spin-off series on Amazon Prime called Benza English, which is based on the style of English teaching programs shown on Japan's National Broadcaster, or NHK, and the six-episode series was produced on half the budget of the series, The Benza, and it also has a diverse cast to boot. Of course, Benza English was made to be more than just a way to learn oddly specific English phrases like, are you tipsy or balls to the wall? Oh, Lord. 
We sat down with the cast and production staff to find out more about what it's like to produce a spin-off series and what they hope to accomplish in its worldwide release. Sora News 24. How did the experience you gained from producing the Benza aspect of, oh, affect the creation process of Benza English and what was different about producing Benza English? Chris, the producer and actor for Chris, this time a year ago, we had just released the first The Benza series, and it will soon be available in 130 countries for the original series and 74 Benza English. With all the content that is out there to watch, we are very, very grateful for every single person who takes the time to hang out with us for a bit. That made us all more determined to put on a good show and entertain people who just needed a good laugh or two. That is probably the largest difference between the two series and what we learned from the Benza. Um, in general, what is it? They have worked with a limited budget and it's always hard to do. However, they've proven as of late that it's completely doable and it means that they can get some amazing locations and equipment, um, even if it's just for a set amount of time. Um, it means that you have to go in, uh, work as a team, and and properly and English. Oh gosh. Properly utilize. You guys try and say that five times fast in the chat. The time and materials we have and do the scene. Um in general, uh it really got them looking into increasing and diversifying their Japanese cast as well as continuing to expand their foreign cast to make sure everyone feels represented, which I think is a really cool move for a Japanese-based um, show, because like here in the States, uh, Japan does still have kind of a bad history with racism, so having diversity and a collection of diverse talent is really a great move. Um, and it really demerits how those who spent years of training or learning a language um, also can help to um, get rid of the false perception of what foreigners are actually like in Japan. Um, and Maria, the character actor, uh, and Maria Sensei said it also can, uh, it, I feel that Japan is outdated and can socially and culturally appropriate anyone however they like. Um, but basically that it, it helps to, this show is going to help break those perceptions and a lot of the outdated practices, I guess. So we are a unique group of individuals from all over the world who are passionate about making good media content. And in Bensa English, we've used satire as a tool to portray how ridiculous these core perceptions of foreigners can be. And we hope to bring a better understanding of what it is to be a foreigner and an individual in Japan. Let's just hope that Japan jumps on that wave and rides it with us, not against us. I think that that is a really great message. Mm -hmm. I think that it looks like it could be a really great show to check out. And it also seems like they're focused on both teaching you and giving you a bit of a laugh. So if you have Amazon Prime, I do recommend you go and check out Benza English and maybe even the Benza. We all love a little toilet humor now and then. I'm going to actually link that Never. to a friend of mine because she actually spent two years in Japan teaching English, so... Every time, I out of that. every time I hear that, I keep I keep thinking it's going to be Bazinga. And that just screws me up more. I know. I guess we've all kind of been conditioned that any any uh, B word that has a bzzz sound is like <laughs> Bazinga, or you're either a, a B trying to dance with another B. Um, mm -hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, I think I might check it out. I have Amazon Prime, so I might do a little bit of watching this because it sounds like it could be pretty fun. There are a few YouTubers online that also do um, the fact that they are native Japanese people, but because they were born either like an army base or the yeah. different tone of their skin and stuff like that, they, they talk about how racism affects them in Japan and um, how if they look African-American or African-Japanese or uh, European-Japanese that um, hafu, if you guys have never heard that term, is actually kind of a slang... Um, a slur unfortunately mm -hmm. in japan because it basically means that you're half of a person um and so they definitely touch on that and if i can find their information i will try and post it on my social media so people can check it out um however because i am trying to participate currently in blackout for my own personal media mm -hmm. i will probably post it later this week instead of today or tomorrow gotcha um before we wrap things up uh itchy a couple things number one Quickly, how was WebCon? So WebCon um, itself was actually, um, it was kind of weird yeah. because the way it started was that it seemed like it was very fresh, very new. And though the people that were running it and are, they're great, they're very passionate and they have a lot of energy and drive and the capability to connect the most capable people they have on their team to the right place. Um, they don't have as much experience as I feel like the show that they wanted to put on required. Yeah. So um, I definitely reached out and helped them a little bit. But again, they were all volunteers. Um, they were all kind of trying to drum up this thing. Um, they did look very professional, but a lot of it felt like it was a duck where you look like a duck on top. Mm -hmm. And then underneath the water, you're kind of going, ah, swim, swim, swim. <laughs> um, so there were points where it was just really confusing because they didn't have a lot of the infrastructure in place before they started to try and get programming, volunteers, artists, and vendors, and things like that. But once the event was running, it was really nice and um, pretty smooth because they ran things on both Zoom and Discord. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the only problems I had were that there was a lot of... Um, like mixed communication and stuff like right. that. But in general, it was a good convention. There was a lot of fun and interesting programming. And they even had a cosplay competition for people who wanted to participate in that online. Um, I don't think I had as much attendance as I normally do when I do a Twitch-based right. stream. But they did have uh, one of my panels hosted on their Facebook page. Oh, Unfortunately, that doesn't really translate to... Um, me, like, I don't know how many views on their Facebook page I got with that panel, but, um, from what I heard, it was well-received, so. Well, that's good. And this, and this actually goes back to what I've been saying before, and the aspect of when it comes to these virtual events, you need to set it up as one particular way, and then you go from there. Like, at the con is on Discord, you know, you go to, you connect to the Discord server, and then you have the different channels there. Like, you can go into this channel for for this panel for audio, and I think video kind of works the same way, you know. And everybody else who's doing it should be on the same platform to distribute it. And if not, help them get to that platform, you know, something like that. Because yeah. yeah, instead of having to go, well, if you want to go to these panels, you got to have, you have to be on Discord. You got for these panels, you got to be on Zoom, this, this, and, you know. Honestly, yeah, the easiest, it, easiest thing across the board run everything through Twitch, Zoom, or Discord, really. But I, I'm i more 
a thing to like Twitch because you don't even need the app. You just go right to the website and watch. Yeah, I mean, there are many ways to cross-platform mm-hmm. stream. I mean, as long as you're not affiliate or, like, partner, because there are rules. Oh, when I, you have... see, I, see. Yeah. I, I know that. So I know, that, that I'm just I saying get... it for our listeners. But, like, yeah. there are rules mm-hmm. when you get to those points that you can't cross-stream. Mm-hmm. But if you can, what I would have recommended them to do was to host it all either on Discord or on on Facebook Live in particular and have just it streamed through one channel. However, I know that they wanted to have multiple streams of programming at one time, so that could have also been part of it. Um, but I also know that a lot of it was that their back end was kind of basic setup for mm-hmm. what they wanted to do. Now, I think that they did a good job with the, the tools and the people that they had, and I hope yeah. that they can only get better. I would definitely like to participate in their event again, but I definitely know that my first experience was a little bit uh, so-so. Um, it was a lot of fun during the weekend and once the event got started, but initially it was kind of a little bit of floundering and a little bit... Um, disorganized unfortunately yeah. i mean it's the first first time around that's, that's yeah i understand that as long as yeah as long as it was pretty much successful and they learned from they figured okay this is what went wrong this is how we can do to fix that for the future yeah and mm-hmm. a lot of these events really what they suffer from is the fact that they don't have a lot of this experience with working online mm-hmm. and this is a lot of virtual events even yes. events that are being run by um you know uh even uh, professional events like ones that are being run by i guess like anaplex and stuff i'm sure mm-hmm. that they'll have a lot of back-end things that they have to work out because the virtual platform is a very new frontier Let, and it is something let me say something. Yeah, go ahead. I've seen this since the beginning of quarantine, the aspect of people streaming from home. I have seen streamers gawk and make fun of of um act of like people like newscasters and Jimmy Fallon all of them. Because they're doing this shows from home, and they're going, oh, look at them. They can't be doing as well as we can. We got this. We got that. Calm down. Yes, you may be a professional streamer with the nice layouts and so forth. Because you have the money. You have the finances. you You have the means to do it. When it comes to, like, anchor people and hosts and stuff doing their shows from home, it doesn't work that way. They are given a basic Windows laptop or a Mac laptop, and it's just corporate software that's on there. It could be like Skype or Teams, and they have to stream it that way and run that to the production studio that can try to make it work and make it as kind of professional as possible. So... There's a lot of back-end stuff Mm -hmm. that even when you're in the industry, Mm -hmm. you're not taught. And even when you're self-taught with a lot of this stuff, it takes time. And especially with a lot of these newscasters and stuff, they have to do their daily job as well as keep up with everything else going on in their lives. So even though me as a streamer, yeah, I, I might have a slightly better setup than maybe my local newscaster, Mm -hmm. but a lot of that is because it, it's probably been about three years since I started doing this at all. And it's taken me time to get money, research all the technology, and do all that stuff. 
when you've got a situation where you're basically kicked out of your setup yeah. where you have mm -hmm. your $10,000 camera, yeah. you have the people that know how to mm -hmm. run a boom mic, mm -hmm. you have these people behind you mm -hmm. to do your makeup, make sure that you're styled well and you look put together, and you have, you know, your two kids and your wife mm -hmm. trying to get your attention and running around behind you, th that's where you start. That's kind of yeah. how you started. I mean, Even people like Philip DeFranco started there, I you mean, know? I, my setup, I don't think... I, it, it wouldn't surprise me there aren't newscasters that have a setup like what I have. They're probably just doing things off of just their laptop. But I bet you, like, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, or Stephen Colbert, they have a setup that's probably a lot better than mine. And sometimes you don't even need the fancy setup as long as you're doing the show and you're having fun with it. So, you know. And I'm, At least on uh, last week tonight, John Oliver uh, makes fun of his uh, plain white background and the simple desk they sits at i would i would love to play white background but the sheet keeps falling as so i said the heck with it so anywho um i know i meant to talk about this earlier part of my discussion but i would like to say you know i want to give a special thanks to ichigo she's been sharing a lot of resources in regards to black lives matter and the aspect of supporting black owned uh shops and companies and so forth you know trinkets and all of that so Ichigo, if you can if you could put like a nice little list together or the links you shared throw them on our fan page so people can definitely check them out yeah i will try and throw them on anime jam sessions so yeah. if you check out the uh facebook page in the next few days i'm going to be trying and posting any shops um mm -hmm. and uh i have links to local restaurants and stuff yep. like that on my page that I will also cross share. But if you have any resources or anything like that, you can definitely share them and put them in that message. And it'll mm -hmm. just basically become a chain of support for BLM or Black Lives Matter. Yep. Um, and if you can definitely support your local bail funds, your local protesters and things like that, if you can, um, either monetarily or even just check out, um, I'll see if I can post this link as well but a YouTube stream of black creators and black uh, creators supportive that are um, donating all of their YouTube funds to mm -hmm. um, the movement. So um, I hope that you guys can join us and show your support as much as possible. Well, and um, I was going to say, oh yeah, one more thing. If you find yourself in a confusion trying to figure out how you can help your fellow black person in these times of needs, don't, don't come to me. Go to your friend. Ask them, what can I do to help? That's it. Ask what I can, what can I do to help, and they will tell you. And that's it, and you just take it from there. And on that note, I think it's time to wrap up the show. Yeah, please. Well, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this show for the fun of it. And if you give me one second here, I can actually get my um, my light back up and running because it's on a, it's actually on a timer. So once it hits 11 o'clock, it, it goes off. So there we go. That we back up and running. We're golden with that. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you'll see links to our weekly podcast, anime reviews, co convention reports, 
cosplay tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, anime reviews, editorials, so much more right there at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can find our weekly podcast on the go. You can find us through Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. All 453 episodes are up there. Check them out. You can search Anime Jam Session, and it comes right up. And to everybody that's been following and subscribing and listening, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on social media, YouTube.com. You can find us there for all of our convention videos. I'm still digging up for my archives, so I'm, I'm looking forward to adding more cool stuff. You can find us on Twitter uh, when we're going live. When we have links to our website and other cool stuff. Find us there on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook so you can see our convention co photo coverage, cosplay photos, some cool videos here and there, and then some. And to everybody that follows us on social media, thank you so much. We could not do this show without y'all. So we're going to go around the room. Uh, last words, Ari. I just want to go to bed and, and, bed? Like, go and sleep for like a day and a half. I hear you. Last words, Mako-chan. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Mm. Last words, Ichigo. I'm going to work on spreading some information and rainbow loveliness to the world, and I will see you guys next time. My last words, I think I'm going to order that burger and fries because I'm, I'm still kind of hungry from eating that food, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> that is $10 for five wings, and I didn't even sauce them. $10 for five wings? Yes! I think six, because one of them was kind of connected together. What the hell? Are these pterodactyl wings? or no. like? No! Okay, VX8, what place is looking after the curfew? There there was is a place called My House Burger and Shakes that was open. There are still restaurants that are open past curfew, because there are still people who are working right now. So, if I'm lucky, I can get a burger. If not... I'll, I'll just make some ice I'll just make an ice cream sundae and call it a day you know so I'll do that but um that's it end of list we are getting out of here we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of anime jam session I'm Dijeron S I'm Ari Rockefeller I'm Mako-chan and I'm Ichigogami great fight great night see you next week good night everybody night Bye. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Let's see. Goodnight, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you guys get a big stretch before going. A big stretch. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here. Good night, y'all. <laughs>
Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!